This is Randy Rosetta with HubCityPreps.com with this week's edition of Tiger Tracks. I'm with Tiger football coach Jay Northcutt. And Jay, you were telling me last week, a 42-38 win against Midland took everything you guys had. Maybe a little bit of luck, but also I've always believed coaches and players make their own luck. Just how tough was that to go down there and get that win coming off of the emotion the week before? Well, it ended up being really tough. Um, you know, and last week I mentioned to several people how much I thought of Coach Fortune and his program and then really the way he runs that triple option and him just being one of the best guys in the state to run it. You know, and he's really got those guys on offense doing a, a really good job. Um, and they were really hard to stop, gave us a lot of problems. Um, felt like we were we had some fortunate things that happened. You know, Randy, that morning I picked up two pennies. Uh, you know, which I always do if I find some on the ground. So I told the kids that must have been the difference, you know, in the game that we picked those pennies up because we had some things that go that went our way. Uh, ended up converting a field goal into a touchdown. Uh, I wish I could say I took I could take credit for calling that, but it was definitely uncalled. Uh, Brooks Robertson kind of bobbled the snap and then you know just scrambled around and found uh, Braden Cook in the end zone and you know ended up getting seven points after that instead of three. So that, that, that ended up being huge in the game. You know, another big turning point was uh, Bryce Garza chased a guy down uh, after they'd had a long run and punched the ball out and recovered a fumble. And that kind of set up a drive so that we could go down and, and take the lead. So, you know, just proud of how our kids hung in there and, and uh, found a way to win. Well, you, your guys deserve credit, but both those, that's a matter of what, teaching stuff in practice too, not to give up on a play and, the holder to have the, the, you know, his wits about him to do something there. That that takes a little bit of coaching too. So you, I, may, you guys may have to start dropping pennies around all over the place. <laughs> yeah, somebody may start dropping pennies so that I'll I'll pick them up. But uh, and if that's what we need to do, then I'll dang sure do it. But you know, our kids, um, you know, they're a group that has learned a lot of lessons about having a next play mentality. Um, and so we're at a point now where I don't think we ever have to be concerned with that. We're going we're gonna to keep playing the next play, you know, and that's, that's paid off for us this year. I'm going to guess Midland High got awfully tired of Tate Beals play after play. Talk about him. School record for receptions and for yards. And there's a kid who has kind of scuffled a little bit to stay on the field and stay healthy. But you can't tell now. He's just he's back to old Tate, it seems like. He really is. Um, you know, Tate is just an impact player, and you really saw that in that game, you know, with, with 16 catches for almost 250 yards and a couple touchdowns. Uh, you know, made, and, and on top of that, made a big play when we most needed it. Um, you know, we were at a point in the game where I was just thinking in my own head that, hey, we need something good to happen here. Let's see if we can't take a shot and have somebody come up with a with a big play, and sure enough, he did, and end up having a 75-yard touchdown that really kind of changed the momentum of the game. But Tate's a special kid. He's a great human on top of being a great athlete and just, just proud of the success he's having. His ability to get open, his ability to catch the ball, those are make him unique. I don't think a lot of defensive guys grasp how fast he is until they grasp how fast he is. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, with him being 6'6", you know, you can look at him on film, and sometimes it doesn't look like he's moving super duper fast. 
but then you got to take into account how long he is and that he's covering a lot of ground with fewer steps and doing it pretty quickly, you know. And then on top of that, sometimes tall guys like that, they don't have the hips and stuff that some of the shorter guys do. But one of the things I think makes him special is he's he's got really good hips and he's really smooth with, with his routes and with his running. And, you know, it's just part of what makes him pretty special. All right, let's shift gears. I would assume – that you're not having any trouble locking guys in this week. You're a West Texas guy. I think we talked about this last year. Just the name Odessa Permian gets, if you're a West Texas kid, kind of catches your attention. I've talked to a couple of your guys. Uh, he's not, uh, Kim is not from around here originally, but as soon as I said Permian, he said West Texas, or uh, Monday, Friday, Friday Night Lights. So it's something that jumps out. You're going to have their attention for that, but also because – and I told them, I hate to say anybody's the best team you've played so far because your district is just so stacked, but Permian seems like a pretty sound, pretty tough challenge for you guys. Well, they are, you know, and, and both teams are coming into this game six and one. Uh, both of us are fighting to keep our own future in our hands and, and continue on a path to win a district championship, you know, and, and then with them, there's always a factor of the, the history that they have behind them, you know. Um, but when you, you know, when you're from West Texas and you're in two, six, a, you know, they're another team in your district that yep. you play every year, you know, glad that we have them at home this year. I think that always helps us. Um, and they're a explosive team. They've got some really explosive athletes on offense. Their quarterbacks playing really well. They've got some really, uh, good kids on their defensive line that are going to present a challenge. Um, but I think it's going to be, you know, a big game with two, two really good teams going at it. How was their triple option different than Midland High's? Because that fortune, as you mentioned, came from that coaching tree, for lack of a better term. How, but how are they different? You know, they're still similar in running a lot of the same schemes, um, but they've gotten to where they kind of like to spread you out a little more and maybe throw it a little bit more than what uh, Midland does with, with Coach Fortune. Um, you know, and they've been kind of progressing to that over the last couple of years, and I think they're finally kind of seeing, you know, some fruits of their labor with being able to do a little of both. I told you guys this reminds me a little bit of the Abilene High game where, you know, they're going to be fundamentally sound. They're going to hit your guys in the mouth. You're going to have to hit them in the mouth. And Kim's eyes lit up about that as well. So not to compare two teams, but the way you won the Abilene High game, just not, you know, it wasn't a 50-point game. It was – grind it out, do things well here, make things happen. Do you kind of foresee a, a kind of a slug it out game like that against Permian? Yeah, you know, I, I definitely think it could be that way. Um, you know, they're very similar on defense with kind of the style of football they play on defense for sure, and they're good at it and they're coached well. Um, and so it, it definitely could turn into a game like that. And, and I'm okay with that, you know, I just – you know, as usual, I'll take a win however we need to get it. And you guys have gotten a lot of different kinds of wins. And I keep asking you this, your defense, you look at numbers, you're giving up yards, you're giving up points, but your defensive guys have a knack. It's almost like a sixth sense for doing something when you need it. You mentioned Garza knocking the ball loose. How much difference has that made through seven games and how much of a difference could it make down the stretch to have that mentality with your defense? I think it makes all the difference. Um, and I think something that's helped them, uh, not just on D, but, but everybody, is when you uh, talk about this with your team and you talk about how important it is to have a next play mentality, 
Um, and then you go and play, you know, a game like we did with Coronado where we didn't have that mentality. So you learn the lesson of why you need it. And then the very next week we go out against Cooper and we have it and, and we end up with a win. So that just validates how important that is uh, for those guys, you know, keeping that next play mentality together. And then I think both sides of the ball thrive off each other. You know, like you mentioned against Abilene, our defense bailed us out, you know, bailed the offense out. And then there's been some other times where our offense was hot and bailed, bailed the team out. You know, and so they each kind of know, hey, we're going to keep playing. Y'all keep playing, and here we go. We'll go give ourselves a chance to win. And this seems like a question every week, too. Winning a game maybe where you needed the breaks, like you talked about last week, but finding a way, what, how, what kind of shot in the arm is that for your guys just to, for them to see? First of all, coaches were right. We needed to be a little bit more focused, but we found a way on not our best day. How much does that kind of work up here above the shoulders for guys? Oh, I think it's huge because, like I said, I think it validates, you know, why that's important, you know, and, and we've eked out several victories in that fashion, you know. So I know moving forward that no matter what's thrown at us, you know, we're not going to panic and we're going to keep playing the next play. So help me here. Cooper, you won by single digits. Abilene High was not single digits, but it seemed felt like it. Did feel close, yeah. yes. Uh, yeah, 14 points, but it was close. Cleveland single digits, last week single digits. Am I missing any? Um, that sounds about right. We might be forgetting one, but yeah. So you, and that's higher level football. I mean, that's always going to be the case. There's not going to be a ton of where one team is just, especially in your district, where you're just head and shoulders above everybody. I'm going to use this word again. How fun is that to coach that kind of football where you know that for 60 minutes you better be locked in, your, your coaches better be locked in. <laughs> you know, I, I would say a lot of our games this year, our fans definitely, you know, came to an exciting game. Yes, uh, they got their money's worth. Yeah, as coaches, you're not really, you know, coaching uh, to have that type of a game, but you dang sure better be ready for it because, you know, obviously you've got to be ready for those situations and, and uh, have your kids ready, you know, more importantly. So. Uh, yeah, I think that stuff's just just really important. You you can get to think much about the post game meal in your district because you're you're thinking about how do we get this next first down. <laughs> you don't get to wander too much. No, no, you better uh, you better be where your feet are is what we say. I yeah, worry about what's in front of you. <laughs> I felt I broke out the same cliche to your guys. I think so. They're they're going to hear it over and over again. Good. Three weeks left. Again, back to your district, nothing's going to come easy. But how proud of what you got are you of what your guys have done coming off of the kind of the gut punch way that last season ended when you were a playoff team but didn't go to the playoffs? Oh, extremely proud because this is a group that has taken from years past and the groups of years past uh, with the example of uh, their work ethic and how they prepare and they've tried to model themselves after them. And so they've invested so much into getting ready for this season. And so it's very rewarding as a coach and, and as a player to, you know, see those, you know, that those efforts, you know, pay off, you know, and we still got a lot of football left to play and we still got things we want to accomplish. Um, but it's definitely rewarding to, to see it, you know, come into play and have success.
And like Jay said, there's three weeks left and a lot to be determined in District 26A starting Friday night when Mojo comes to town to take on friendship at People's Bank Stadium. This is Randy Rosetta with HubCityPreps.com, and this has been the Tiger Tracks Podcast.